0: Hi! Okay sisters, just you, me, and the several thousand other perimenopausal women who know exactly what I'm talking about are going to get closer today. If you have noticed a dip in your sex drive, wondering what has happened to your libido, and if hormones are the culprit, then this is the episode for you. As always, I will keep it very real. What are the common causes of low libido in perimenopause and postmenopause? Because yes, it is a thing. And what you can do to start to improve it. And let me tell you, sister, yes, you should improve it. We know that pleasure is in short supply these days, and yet it is a critical part of lowering cortisol and therefore creating space for hormone balance and weight release in the body. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, girlfriends. Okay, I will admit I had to do a little breathing before this episode, mainly because although I feel deeply that sex and sexuality and pleasure is a natural part of us and should be discussed more openly and comfortably amongst friends, I recognize that I myself grew up being educated to feel very uncomfortable and private about pleasure and orgasms and sex. And although I believe that perhaps my family was more prudish this way than others, I know now from research and talking to so many women that it was still the norm. I learned about what the word masturbation was from watching Roseanne on TV. (laughs) There was an episode where Darlene and Becky are talking about catching their little brother DJ masturbating. And no joke here, because this was before Google, I secretly looked it up in my family encyclopedia. Remember those? That massive series of books that all of our families had before Google? Right. (laughs) So, and and of course, don't even get me started on how old I was before I learned what an orgasm was. Anyway, my point here is that we have been conditioned in our generation of women to speak very little of or in hushed tones about our sex lives. And it wasn't even until the birth of Samantha Jones and Sex and the City until female sex for plurality pure pleasure became more normalized in the mainstream. So today, I want to shake off the uncomfortable conditioning and have a real conversation. Because sisters, pleasure is critical to lowering the stress in your body, balancing your hormones, and allowing for weight release. Also, we deserve it. That being said, another problem with the fact that we don't talk much about it is that the media normalizes the normalcy of low sex drive in women. In just in simply in us watching TVs and movies, where so often, particularly in hetero relationships, the man wants sex but the woman doesn't. In fact, this is so this is normalized so significantly that many women just accept it to be true. I know because for over a decade now, I have been privy to this information as a coach and trainer and holistic nutritionist and just girlfriend. We think low sex drive is normal, and yet it is not. Although there's not a normal amount of sex you need to have, the drive, having a low sex drive, is not normal. And, you know, for me, the normalization of it played a significant role in not ever realizing I was gay until I was almost 40. I was told that not wanting to have sex was normal. So first, I think it is important to decipher between what has been normalized and what is actually a hormone issue when it comes to low libido. Although low libido can happen on its own, if it is a hormonal issue, it's usually accompanied by other symptoms that we experience in perimenopause like fatigue, depletion, brain fog, digestive issues, irregular periods, or PMS. So if this is the case, because this is where we're targeting, uh, there are three main underlying causes of low libido due to hormonal issues in women of perimenopause years. Number one is overwork burnout, okay? It's physical and mental and emotional stress, which aggravates our already sensitive hormone balance between estrogen and progesterone because of the elevated cortisol. So I know you hear me talk about this time and time again, but it's such an important point to really understanding in layman's terms what's happening in our body when we hit that magical age of 35 and we start to head into our, you know, what I'd like to call our second puberty, our cortisol levels in our body become naturally more elevated. The problem with that is that cortisol and progesterone actually fight for the same receptors in the body. There's only so many receptors. So when there's, more, when there's cortisol, all of a sudden it's competing with progesterone and those suckers are strong and they win out every time. So now all of a sudden this delicate orchestra balance between estrogen and progesterone that is so important for our hormone balance And and I realize there's other hormones to play here, but this is a big one to really understand. Um, It it throws it out of whack because, because estrogen and progesterone are symbiotic, meaning when there's not enough of one, there's too much of another. The cortisol coming into play here depletes our progesterone or keeps enough progesterone from coming on the table, which automatically means we have too much estrogen in the balance. Um, And the the surplus of estrogen is most commonly, and I underline most commonly as a disclaimer, is most commonly the cause for this, you know, unexplained weight gain, especially around the midsection for, you know, excessive PMS, for skin trouble, for a lot of different things. And, And then on top of that, in this second puberty, we are having kind of irregular bursts and like ebbs and flows of estrogen. It's not happening as smoothly, right? We're no longer, you know, aware well-oiled machine from that is brand new you know we're more of a classic so things just need to be touched and gentle you know things need to be you know treated a little bit more delicately and with white gloves so that's a big piece that we're running into and and this excess of of um cortisol you know when we add that to a lifestyle that is where we're there's overwork you know or we're maybe working out too hard and we have too much physical stress or there's an excess of mental stress or emotional stress in life when you add those things on top of this already you know cortisol elevated body then we really see things go out of whack quickly that's when we notice what was no longer working is or what was what was once working is no longer working the second main underlying cause of low libido is birth control and other medications. So again, these are things that impact our, that hormonal balance. So if you are on birth control or other medications and you're struggling with a low libido, you can take a look into those and talk to your healthcare provider about what, you know, how they're impacting that and what you can do to maybe support that in a safe way with that medication if you have to stay on it. And of course, number three, the patriarchy. <laughs> and i say that because in in today's society for years and years the world our work world our life world has been built around the circadian rhythm of humans, meaning the circadian rhythm is our hormonal rhythm that kind of dictates um, our energy expectations in a 24 hour cycle, right? We wake up in the morning and we sort of have a little bit more energy, right? We have more energy because we've been rested, and we have a little bit of cortisol and adrenaline that come into play to wake us up and we have the, the morning to feel more energized and that starts to dip down throughout the day. Um, and then we get some melatonin at night to put us to sleep and repeat. Now, that works fine and dandy for men, but for women, we are different. We also have this infradian rhythm, which actually explains our energy levels over 28 days. So if you haven't listened to one of the earlier episodes on our infradian rhythm, please, I encourage you to go back. It's such an important part of understanding your female body. There's a couple weeks in the 28 day cycle where we have so much energy and we can really maximize on that energy by protecting it in the two weeks where we need to do a little bit less. But of course the world is not created that way. It's not created, you know, it's created in this nine to five capacity where it's expected that you come in and you give your energy and the same every single day and our bodies are just not created that way. So how do we improve these? Number one, you want to support your adrenals. And so you want to, to work out, eat, rest in flow with this infradian hormone rhythm as a woman, you know, along with a gut and hormone health protocol or considering greens and adaptogens each day. This can go a long way in creating a low stress, low inflammatory environment in your body. Low stress and low inflammatory mean we are just supporting our body as best as we can through this time period the second puberty time period until the kind of ebbs and flows and waves of it settle back down Um, so if you need help with this remember this is what this podcast is all about you can listen to these episodes for free you can join us in the period whisperer community for free Uh, And of course, I have courses uh, and tips and hacks on these pieces. So make sure you reach out, check out the website and understand what could work for you to educate yourself on how to follow your own hormone rhythm, how to lower the stress in your body to balance those hormones out. Number two, you want to make pleasure a part of your day. We so often forego our own pleasure for other people's or we don't feel like we're deserving of it or we just think we have to do all of these other things before we can find joy. You need to find joy in every day, whether it's in a massage or laughter or a slow hot shower or long bath, dancing, drinks with friends, moving your body. Learning to appreciate the little things, or just carving out a little time every single day when you're out on a walk to appreciate the small little pieces, can go such a significant can create such a significant difference in our daily joy. Prioritize your pleasure. Number uh, number three on that note is to rupture. I learned this from Mama Gina, who is uh, an incredible woman to follow on Instagram, and wrote a really awesome book. Um, all about kind of reclaiming our pleasure as women and she talks about how you know sometimes in order to create space for pleasure we have to rupture out we have to release all of these negative things that we have learned to bottle up inside of us right don't want to say anything negative to disrupt anyone else right this is how we're taught as women so making sure that you you know take some time to explode to rupture, whether you scream into a pillow or scream in the shower when the when the music is loud or in your car or have a little tantrum all on your own or cry. Let these things out. When you do, when you just do it, you might feel ridiculous for a minute, but it is unbelievable how all of a sudden you feel that release and it really creates some beautiful space inside of yourself. Okay, uh, number four, the last one, is to masturbate take pleasure into your own hands. Make sure you understand what brings you pleasure before you are are hoping that it you know that someone else can give you that pleasure. Make sure you prioritize that time. It's it's a part of rupturing, it's a part of knowing your body, it's a part of fostering good hormonal health. All right. Those are your steps, those are your causes. I want to hear from you. What are you struggling with? What symptoms do you need help with? And that reminds me, if you're looking for more clear direction on any of this, you can, as I said, you can always join the Free Period Whisper community. Um, You can, you know, we can work together in the gut and hormone health protocol. I have an incredible, perfect perimenopause program launching soon. I also have a super exciting 10 hacks to help you hor- balance your hormones coming out very soon so keep an eye for that and of course there i do have one-on-one individualized coaching message me directly through facebook or instagram or at bria the period whisperer, at gmail.com and if you want to check out my favorite tools that i use every day to help support my methods and hormones like supplements or the workouts i like to follow uh, my favorite greens or, or micronutrients i will share the link for those in the show notes as well Because sometimes a quick fix is what we need to get started, right? Never forget, sisters, we want to shift our focus from weight loss to life gain. Got this? Now go find some pleasure.